Good morning, everybody. Man, okay, so my family is taking bets on whether I'm going to make this, make through, make it through this without crying. So, I, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, I, this, this class um, of seniors, graduating seniors, first of all, I have one, which is our first one. Holy cow, I'm not that old. Not that old, Jackie. Um, not that old, but it comes quick. Uh, but this class, I was thinking about it this morning, first of all. Uh, six years ago to the day, stood up in front of this congregation right here at confirmation. At confirmation. And, uh, and it's pretty amazing that, uh, that the seven of them uh, are, are standing here on this exact day, six years later, uh, as we get an opportunity to love on them and recognize them and, and send them uh, out into the world, mom and dads. Holy cow, right? Um, but anyway, anyway, all right, you guys came here for something good. So here we go. You ready? Some of you may not know, I, I, really, I really enjoy when Jackie preaches uh, most of the time because most of the time, most of the time, she shares something about movies. And stories, and I love movies and stories. That's something her and I have in common that we can connect on. Uh, I love it. I love it. Now, sometimes she shares stuff about books, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. It's stories, but come on. Um, I love movies, all right? Um, I love movies. I love stories about good versus evil. I love heroes and villains and fight scenes and all of that stuff, right? I, I really enjoy it. One, my, one of my favorite movies are, are Star Wars movies, uh, are, are uh, Indiana Jones movies, all of that stuff. Heroes, villains, good, be, evil, all of that kind of stuff. I enjoy the ideas of valor and honor and having a code and chivalry and all of these things that come along with medieval times. Sir Lancelot and the Round Table and all of those types of things. I really enjoy the idea of medieval knights. Even, I mean, Netflix is amazing because they've created so many really okay movies and really not okay movies and some really good movies. But if there is something that has a horse that has armor on it and a dude standing on top of it with a sword or sitting on top of it with a sword, I'm in. I'm like, yes. And then I turn it on and go, no. Why did you do that? But I love that stuff. Now, when I was in college, uh, it just kind of fed this, uh, this energy. When I was in college, I, I joined a social club. We, we didn't get a chance to call them fraternities because we lived in Abilene. It's the Bible Belt. Um, and so we, I joined the social club, and our, our kind of theme of the social club, and it sounds weird and cheesy, but was medieval knights and, and all of that kind of stuff. It, it, it just spoke to me, this valor, this honor uh, among men. And, uh, and so um, I really got into collecting swords. I, I had a, a collection of swords in my younger days, and then I grew up and went, man, I got little kids around the house. These probably aren't good. Um, so I passed those along to somebody else. Um, but I, I've always had a connection with knights. And, I, and, and so I want to show this to you seniors and to this congregation. This little suit of armor today represents you. It represents you and your journey so far, growing up and moving on and, and all of those things. And so I'm going to try to leave that here without it falling over again. There we go. Uh, 
But it got me thinking about this idea of what, what does it mean to become a knight? How do you do that? How did that happen? I mean, it, they just weren't born and you're like, hey, get on a horse and do this, right? Go out and fight and slay the dragon or, or fight for your, for your Lord, right? So I, I've, I studied it a little bit because it, it kind of interests me, which is odd because I don't study, right? I don't do, I had to read, I know. They don't just put everything on TV shows. I wish they did, that would be awesome. Um, but there's three stages to becoming a knight, okay? First you have, you start out as a page, Okay, and then you're a squire, and then you become a knight or knighthood. All right, and you serve out the rest of your days as a knight. And so I want to look at these three stages and how they kind of relate to our faith and our faith journey as we grow. So the first stage is is a page. A young boy around seven to ten years old would be earmarked by his parents uh, as a page. As, as, as serving a lord uh, of a manor or of a kingdom, all right? And this meant that they would begin training to become a knight. At a young age, they would, be, they would start their training. They would be sent to the castle or the court of the lord of the area and be fostered by that lord. So they would live there. They would move away from their mom and dad and, and family, and they would go and live at the castle in the, in the court of the Lord. And they would learn basic things like ri- how to ride a horse, right? Can't be a knight and be afraid of horses. So they would learn at an early age how to just ride a horse. Here's how you do it. Here's how you get on. Here's how you, the basics of riding a horse. They would use mock weapons, kind of like you saw up here, right? They would have wooden uh, sticks and wooden things and all that kind of stuff. And they would learn how to use these mock weapons. Uh, they would learn manners, Kind of awesome. Wish we did that today, right? <laughs> they learned how to read and write. Just the basic things. They would also serve at table. They would learn how to serve at a young age. So anytime the court ate, they were in service to them. And they would learn to be stable boys, how to take care of their animals, how to, how to take care of their equipment, how to take care of all of those things. A lot of basic, basic lessons were taught. Now this looks a lot like what we do in our church, in our children's program, right? As you grow up, your, your parents earmark you in the faith. In this tradition, we baptize babies. We earmark them as being a part of a Lord, right? In service to a Lord. And we begin to teach them basic things. Kids are taught basic Bible stories and truth, right? That, that God loves them. Lessons about love and grace, right and wrong, and also how to serve. Church, this is our responsibility. This is our responsibility as a congregation, as people who love our young ones, to teach them all of these things so so that, as the scripture said, they can mature in their faith in God. Now, do we as this congregation do a good job of this? Yes. Do we do a good job of this? Yes, I believe so. Can we do better? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I know there's some families out there who have little ones that were up here just a minute ago going, please, that's why we're here. Let's do better, right? Let's do better. But it is our responsibility to raise up those young pages in service to the Lord and in their faith so that they can grow and mature. Now, the second stage of becoming a knight is, is a squire. They, they, they move from one phase into the next, and the next is a squire. How does that happen? Around the age of 12 to 14, the young man would take a pledge to honor and serve the Lord of the manor. They would begin to assist a knight by taking care of his weapons and horses. More hands-on with service and apprenticeship. Learning from a mentor. They would, they would uh, engage deeper in battles by serving the knight. So they actually go out with the knight, and as the knight is battling and loses a sword or loses a weapon, they would bring them another one or bring them another shield. Or, or if the horse goes down, they would bring them their horse that they're riding. They would assist and go deeper into the battles by serving the knight. They would become more skilled and devoted to their studies and to their craft putting into practice what they've learned and what they are learning. Now, the first part of this, moving into this second stage, the part about the pledge to the Lord of the manor sounds a lot like confirmation to me. It parallels that confirmation. These kids stood up here six years ago and made that pledge as a 12-year-old. To become a squire. And since then they've been learning about God and about their role in his story. They've put into practice the morals and teachings that they have learned from their families, from Sunday school and from youth group. They have been deeper into battle with the world that we live in. As we as people who love them have been by their side all the way. Guys, for you seniors... This family has been here for you. Whether you knew it or not, whether you cared or not, this family has been here for you all along the way. You can look to your left and look to your right, and your mom and dad and everybody else in here has been here for you. Been here for you. And we know that you've been deeper into battle. This is not an easy world to live in as a teenager not an easy world to live in as an adult. Amen? Amen? And we've been here for you. So as a squire, you've grown. As a squire, we've all grown to participate and to love each other. But now, but now we move into this third stage to become a knight. So around the age of 18 to 21, the time would come for a squire to become a knight. There would be this ceremony called dubbing to commemorate the occasion. Sounds a lot like graduation, right? We have a ceremony. I think we have ceremonies for everything. Maybe we should have more ceremonies, right? We should have more ceremonies. I don't know. I don't know if I like saying that ceremony. Does anybody else enjoy that? Um, but it sounds a lot like graduation. The night before the ceremony, the squire would spend all night in prayer to prepare his heart and life for the years ahead. 
So I'm going to encourage you guys, stay up all night the night before graduation, pray. <laughs> or maybe we should do it after graduation. That's when all the craziness happens, right? After, after graduation, stay up all night and pray. Keep you out of harm's way, right? So during the ceremony, the squire would be dressed up and decorated with belts and sashes that all represented the house of the Lord he was a part of. He was decorated up. Sounds a lot like caps and gowns, right? Representing the house. The squire would kneel before the Lord, pledge to protect and defend and represent that house. And the Lord would simply tap the shoulders of the squire, giving him the title of knight. The knight would then receive his own horse and real weapons and become a defender of the house of the Lord. Would receive his own blessing, his own equipment, all of the real stuff, becoming a real knight with title and privilege and servitude all the awesomeness that comes with it. So here we are today, where you seniors have studied and learned the ways of, of your Lord God. It is time for you to become a knight of the house of Yahweh, the house of the Prince of Peace, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, the Savior of the world, and defend his kingdom against the evils of this world. So I want you to come forward, seniors. I think there are five of you here this morning. Feel free. Come on. Don't be shy. We had two that had to work this morning. And I need you to come up here. Let's see. I'm going to move this back if I can. And I need you to kneel at the altar. Let's, let's go this way. Okay. It is time. Your parents and your families and your church have, our, have all bared witness to your devotion to God and has trained you as a knight. Ephesians 6.17 says, And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And guys, we have Bibles for you today in your baskets, your sword, you're receiving your weapons. So you have the necessary weapons, the support, and the know-how to defend your Lord. To defend your Lord. And I dub thee Knights of the Most High. Knights of Yahweh. Knights of Jesus Christ. Go out, rise up as knights, and defend his kingdom, wherever you may go, with love and truth and honor.